Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Motherfucker, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dark O'Shea. I'm Ala Majeko Dumi. Hey, get on, Ala. I'm good, yeah. I'm just busy with my masters at the moment, but it's going to be exciting to talk about leaving. So you know, thinking back Absolutely, on about yeah. Because yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, it's, it's like to get to the masters level, and you think when you finish school that you know it's, it, you think you're done. That's it. No more books. Still at them. <laughs> sorry about the prior. <laughs> Less than a minute in, and I'm already swearing. But <laughs> it's it's um. But the thing is, to get to get into college and to do as well as you've done, obviously there's a little hurdle we all have to yeah. hop over, and that is the leaving cert. Obviously, Mother Folklore isn't specifically an educational podcast, but to do talk about Irish and words, it'd be churlish not to ever mention the leaving. Yeah, you did the leaving a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did long. the leaving in 2014, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel that long ago, even though it kind of is. Like I still remember, like. So you you actually exams. have a living memory of the, of the leaving cert. Whereas, <laughs> like, what I remember is uh, it's shocking. That's uh, yeah, like, I think when I yeah when I was doing the leaving, there was a, if there had been a strophic door, the the picture that Tisha got it would have been John Bruton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how long ago that oh, was. Wow. <laughs> but in order for to guide us through what the Leaving Cert is now like, um, we have a teacher, a Moonshore, in with us, first time. And it's, um, thank you very much, Noreen. Hello. Noreen Varku. How are we? We're wonderful. How are you getting on? Good, good. Can't complain. Noreen, Sherman holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Noreen, when you became a teacher, did you find yourself doing teachery things? Yeah. How quickly? Well, my, both my parents are teachers and my older brother is, so I kind of just slipped into it. But just like I go shopping and I'm like, this would be great for teaching now. Or mm. like I use my teacher voice all the time. Oh, yeah. and do you refer really? people by their entire names? No, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. Because <laughs> I never learned the kids' surnames. I always learned their first names. But no, I like even talking to my friends or my sister is the only one who isn't a teacher. And she's like, don't talk to me like that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, the teacher voice is a big yeah. thing that comes out of me. I'm just like, why are you doing this? They're like, stop talking to me like that. Mm. So yeah, that is. And then the teacher clothes thing is a big thing. Do you ever tell mm. people that they won't get away with that in fifth year? <laughs> no, I never say that. Oh, and in fifth year, you'll never get away with that in sixth year. Oh, oh you think it's hard now, lads? Lads. Sweet. No, my favorite thing is I've done all my exams. This isn't for my benefit. <laughs> and oh, I hated wow. when oh. my teacher said that to me. Yeah. 
teacher bingo yeah absolutely yeah when you were in school did you think that you'd become a teacher one day yeah I always knew I was going to be I always knew I was going to be an Irish teacher because my mom was an Irish teacher so I was like oh I'll just do what she's doing yeah so imaginative (laughs) and did you always have that love for Irish yeah Yeah. it just came from her like she obviously had it so See, for a lot of people, teaching is the family business, mm. and it's mm. a it, it suits certain people, and the people go into it for different reasons. But um, but then I think there is a, there is a point when, and I've seen this say there there's some jobs, and when you're all friends in college, you're all having a laugh, and then within a year or two of graduation, people start developing their career personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, some people happen straight out straight out of the bat. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> were you already were you already a bit of a teacher in school? I was always a bit of a teacher. Like when I was, was in primary school, yeah, when I was in primary school, the other teacher was going away. You wouldn't mind the small lads now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's always been there. I think some people do naturally just have that instinct to be mm. a teacher. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think it comes something naturally because I know personally, like, I don't really have the patience to teach mm. people. I think so. Yeah. I think I think mm. it depends on the person, like. I think so. I think maybe I would have been good at primary, but maybe not secondary teenagers and all their mopiness. Yeah, I don't think I'd be good at primary. Like I coached summer camps for years and I always took like the four or five and six year olds and they're grand for like four hours a day for a week. And I'm like, nope, nope, this is not for me. Nope, thank you very much. So I'll go back to my teenagers. It's fine. <laughs> and obviously you're a young teacher. Yes, I am. Um, do you ever, would you ever be maybe um, getting a glass of ale at the weekend and spots from your students across the bar? Uh no, not really. Of course, because your students are all excellent. They never go drinking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we never go where the students go. They always tell me, they're like, oh, miss, we're going here at the weekend. I'm like, I'm not going there. That's great. Thank you for telling me. It's good to know. Yeah. So, um, so like, um, so the Leaving Cert is completely different from when I was doing it. Mm. And maybe one of the most obvious things that I can think of that the, the, the immediate difference is these cartoon strips mm. that they have, these black and white, uh, they're reminiscent of uh, the Take On Me video by Ah. <laughs> But they're what a called... throwback! <laughs> yes. oh I believe they're called Straf Victor. Straf Victor, yeah. And so, what's what's the crack with these? For explain it to uh, uh, the old people who, who you know might one day have to help a child with their homework. Um. So around oct- end of September, early October of fifth year. 20 shot pictures are released so there's six pictures and they're depicting a different story so you take like brochure skull sick at school and this girl is out at the weekend and then she feels sick and her mom doesn't believe her so she goes to school she has a test and then she goes to principal's office the doctor comes she has food poisoning nivivia. so like it's just this little story and you have to give say minimum three to maximum six or seven sentences about each picture to ex- just to tell the story what's going on and then mm. at the end you ask the examiner three questions and the examiner asks you three questions okay mm. yeah and 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 so this is and i've seen some of these i've seen this one where uh some some young ones foil bank robbery oh yeah there's another one where uh, a young one sets her house on fire by yeah chips. yeah she puts on chips and she comes <laughs> home from her night out yeah there's another one about the octavius about like the economy there could be a yeah I remember I think I got that one actually I remember and yeah. everyone hated that one I actually kind of liked it yeah. Well, yeah there's one about um climate change that's really really hard and it has like all like the climate change vocab oh yeah so I remember that, that one's hard oh, yeah I just I think I just that's tweeted hard. that one recently the, the Irish for you did change. yeah yeah you did I saw it mm, it'll come back to me <laughs> <laughs> Ahru Eroja Ahru Eroja mm. yeah it's and um 
because there was a big controversy as to whether we should be saying climate change or the global warming. I, I think like a lot of people, I, think I knew it, an owl lad at work who's like, oh, they used to call it global warming, now it's climate change, what will it be next? You know, and, it's, and the worst one is, oh, if it's global warming, why are things getting colder? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. The classic line. Because yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the person who coined the phrase climate change was Frank Luntz, who was one of the advisors to George W. Bush. And people thought, well, if that mm. fella came up with the expression, it must be bad. So let's yeah. not be using it. And mm. well, we're all arguing over the vocabulary. The world is melting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a topical issue at the moment because, you know, Mr. Trump doesn't yeah. believe in climate change. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the case. Well, he seems to know what he's talking about. <laughs> Anywho. So, um, <laughs> So the and the stratosphere door is part of the oral examination, obviously. Yeah. And so the other part of the oral examination, I think, is the poetry. Yeah. So you read one of your poems. So there's five poems in the course. Um, Gavin, Magrosa, Kulskara, Antarakir, and Spalpin Fonok. So you have to read one of those. So before it, you can prepare it as 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 well as you like. You go in with your phonetics written out. So there's really no excuse for not getting nearly full marks on it. At least that's what I tell the students anyway. So like, but I think it's interesting because there's more marks going for reading the poem in the oral than there is for answering a question on the poem in the written paper. So to just put the time into practice and reading it is mm. worthwhile. I see. And, and there's an arrow test as well, isn't there? Yeah. There's that, that's through the dreaded uh, Leinish Kormach. Yeah. The Ulster Irish. Sorry. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> We do have, um, we do have, I suppose, uh, Kathleen McKeever, who's one of our occasional contributors, um, is our, normally our champion for Ulster Irish, but she's not here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's funny because it's, uh, it, it's quite, it's quite different. I yeah, think that, I mean, yeah. there, there are some differences between Galway and Kerry and, mm, and Cork yeah. Irish and there, there certainly are, but I think they're, they're, it's far more noted. Yeah, it is yeah. different vocabulary as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the way they say things is so different. Mm. The only thing I'll say about it is usually the questions tend to be easier for that one, whereas the questions tend to be more difficult for like Munster Irish because it's easier to hear it. You're, theoretically, you're able to pick out the answers easier. Mm. But yeah. Anton Bjug, who is a, another occasional visitor to the studio, he's from the he's from the Donegal Geltucht, and he's was saying that it's actually very hard for TG Gar or anyone else to make make productions in Ulster Irish, particularly going up to Donegal. It costs so much to bring a crew up there, and really? there's no there's no train to bring kind of heavier equipment, and oh so the production costs for making Irish language programming in Donegal are significantly higher than they would be for in Galway or Kerry, even, even Kerry. Oh, wow. Yeah, Which really? is, has led to, obviously, they have the studio out in Salt Hill um, yeah. uh, for, or, or they have the studio out in Galway for TG Car, for TG Car and, mm. um, and obviously a large portion of Ulster Irish is in a different political jurisdiction. Mm. Well, we can't do anything with that for now. But. <laughs> <laughs> remember the TV show Shocked? It was not set in like Queen's University or something. It was definitely set I remember that show. I, yeah, I Owen McDermott was in it. I loved it. I lived for that. It was like Hollyoaks in Irish. <laughs> <laughs> don't show it to your students I loved Afric so was, did I we used to watch that in school oh. it, was, oh, it was great yeah. I love that Teenage uh, Cakes is what I started watching recently <laughs> that is a throwback <laughs> Afric is actually um, has, has held its own really well mm. and uh, it's, uh, it's I understand that um, Afric herself uh, is, a, is a teacher in herself yeah she so is so yeah. Cool. it must be really disorientating to go into her class and, see, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just watch some Afric today yeah. yes that's you <laughs> Now we're going to go on. obviously there's a you can you can do you can do so much and we can prepare for the oral exams by talking in Irish. That's great. And by listening to Irish. I was reading um 
I love Nose, and so I've got yeah. some people write essay questions. Mm-hmm. I was reading uh, an article about Nose about bicycles recently, and there was a the woman, the, art, the journalist was uh, writing, and she's referring to how much she enjoyed cycling, and she's talking about the exhum oil, you know, down the kind of a, <laughs> And I was thinking, because on one level, you know, I'm, um, a prospective leading search student will be thinking, you know, this is this fine, this good Irish language journalism might give me good example sentences yeah. to use in my my mm. essay questions, and then you're faced with a, an exhum oil. Mm, if I refer yeah. for exhum oil, more or her, um, I might get be marked down. Yeah, um, things way, like that you know, would yeah. So there is kind of a conflict between the way Irish is actually spoken by people who speak it at public Celtics and in yeah. in offices where Irish is spoken, and the I guess the the fact that there are it's an it's a, it's an ongoing conflict that the way Irish is actually spoken tends to be a little bit loan word friendly, whereas the Irish mm-hmm. that is presented in an exam situation is like the English presented in an exam situation, maybe overly formal. Yeah, it's very kind of dependent on grammar. So say you take people who would have grown up in Gaeltacht areas, they're obviously fluent and they have no issue with that, but their grammar tends to fall down mm-hmm. a lot. And there is kind of that emphasis on grammar in the written exams, which is, I don't know, I suppose a lot of students wouldn't have it. Like, mm. do you know, I at the start of the summer when Oscar did the Unpopular Opinion Irish edition, I said that kids don't all come in with the same standard for primary school. Yeah. So it's very mm. hard for us. But like, still, it's very hard at primary school level. One of my friends is a primary teacher and he said there's still a huge jump from what they do in sixth class to first year. Yeah. So we expect them to come in with all this knowledge that they just don't have and we just go straight into like poems and stories and they're just not able for it. And then like you say, take French or German and they come in and they're like, oh, I know more French or German now. But it's because they're starting with the basics, starting with the easy things. Yeah. And they're learning those, whereas for us, we're not really giving them that and they may not have come in with it. Yeah, I found so. the I found the transition from, from primary to secondary school was uh, that I just was not ready for the level yeah. of Irish at first. I was expecting first year and it was uh, it was it was hard enough. And um mm. But I suppose that's that's something I'm going where well the I think I do think the battle is won is fought and won and, and lost at the primary school stage. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time there is um there are great opportunities uh, for people to do uh, when with Irish can open so many doors and maybe that's not always um, impressed mm-hmm. upon students. Yeah. yeah. So Irish has opened doors for you all. Yeah, like I was even gonna say there, like even for me, like um going to an Irish primary school, I still had a lot to learn man school as well, like particularly in terms of the grammar like yeah. um there's so much more to learn like I noticed that I was making simple mistakes and I I obviously got over that eventually especially when I got to like leave a certain time like my Irish was a lot more much better then but like yeah as you were saying like Irish opening doors definitely like hmm. like it's so like it's so useful to have the language of course like culturally and in terms of like opportunities as well and just opening doors in terms of like media as well because that's mm-hmm. the field I want to get into and you know Irish language programming as well like you know TG Cahir they get a very small budget and yeah. they, the programs they produce are phenomenal you know it's, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. good and yeah I think it's just so important for people to know that as well that like Gwelga can give you opportunities because I feel like a lot of people think it can't so the actual um, well, when you were doing the leaving here, what what was the uh, book? What, what what books did you have to read? Uh, we had Funtus, yeah, yeah. Uh, my teacher actually wrote that book, so um, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still yeah. use Funtus and Funtus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we that was our core book, and I have to say, being an Irish teacher in all Irish school must be you know hardcore. 
Yeah. Because yeah. obviously everyone's supposed to be a bit of an Irish teacher and the Irish teacher is like the absolute alpha dog. Yeah, yeah, literally. I think for us, even in our school, because it was all Irish school, I feel like the examiners definitely corrected us much harder, like mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. in terms of the grammar and everything. And like, there's definitely a lot more pressure on us to get it right. Um, but like, yeah, I just remember like being in fifth year and sixth year and I was like, I have to get that A in Irish. Like, I have mm-hmm. to. Like, I'm in all Irish school. I have to get it. And I did at the end. But like, yeah, it was just... It was a lot of pressure, like, but, like, you know, once you do it, that's mm. it. And you don't have to really think about it anymore. You know, I got my 420 points or 430 points. Can't even remember <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I think yeah, people people generally forget after yeah. a while because it's, you know, it's it's, it's not that important. <laughs> Sorry. Don't that. Don't okay. It, it's very important. It's the most important thing until you get to university. And then the, your first year yeah. exams are the most important yeah. thing. But... Uh, so the other text, obviously, there's, we were just, before we went on, you, we were talking about how in some boys' schools, they tend to do a Hignot Ditterum, and in girls' schools, they tend to do Entreal. Yeah, so I went to an all-girls school, and we did Entreal. And I suppose it just kind of looks at women's place in society and things, so I suppose that's why we did it. Whereas down the road was the all-boys school, and they did a Hignot Ditterum, and it does look at Mike Danino Shea and his life. And I was starting grinds, and I asked one of the teachers in school, like, oh, what um, text do you suggest I do? And she was like, oh, well, you know, whichever suits you. And she was like, is it a boy or a girl? I was like, it's a boy. And she was like, oh, well, then do a Hignot term. And I don't personally know why it suits different genders better, but it's just kind of the way things are done. And say, again, I've grown students this year from an all boys school and they're doing Gaffa, which again is, it looks at a teenage boy as mm. kind of one of the core characters. So I suppose just maybe relating to genders, maybe, but... Mm. It's interesting because I wonder. If, I mean, it's uh, officially, you know, we don't, we we don't like learn gender roles being shoved yeah. in people's throats, and mm-hmm. absolutely not. But you, I mean, I wonder if it, if pushing it that way has made any difference. I can't imagine that. I mean, I can't imagine that a, a that the the lessons in Entreal would be something that a boy shouldn't hear. Yeah, yeah. far from it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I was in. I'm in a mixed school now, and my last mm. school was mixed, and we did Entreal as well. And I suppose it is just kind of. I suppose the year that was in it last year with the referendum and everything and then just looking at gender roles and women's place in society during that time and then kind of looking into that and talking about the way things were back then like even the boys were like oh that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor women yeah imagine that is something that every teacher has to deal with on one level because I remember there was um, when I was in school we, um, during English, English class someone was saying you know did um, like did did Maud gone love WB Yates and you know should should a boy take that approach to mm-hmm. uh, to wooing a girl and you know, <laughs> on one level a uh, teacher saying you know I'm not I don't teach sex ed I'm not teaching yeah. mm-hmm. on one level no absolutely don't take the Yates approach to uh, <laughs> wooing girls <laughs> like, never yeah. take the Yates approach <laughs> never take the Yates approach run the other way do the don't do what WB does. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> But then, obviously, with with those with the Irish language, there's going to be a lot of subject matter where you think, well, this is going to lead to discussion in class. Mm. And one level, I just want to teach, you know, Tishal Genodoch here, mm. and I just want to, you know, uh, get that right. But on a level, the, the topics are inevitably deal with massive, massive social issues. Yeah, mm. they do. They come up a lot. Like, take for example, the poem Kulskar. It's about divorce, obviously, and all the kids are like. Well, like, why did they get married if they didn't love each other? And I'm like, well, they did love each other and they thought it was going to be fine, but they just didn't spend enough time together. And I was kind of, you know, relating it back to like themselves and their teenagers. And I was like, you know, like you meet someone when you're young and you think, yeah, this is great. We're going to be together forever. And then as you grow older, your values and what you want out of life changes and then you just change as people and it just doesn't work anymore. 
and that's what happened like they wanted it to work and it just didn't and that's the way things go and they were like oh right okay and I'm like this isn't going through <laughs> to them but yeah. you know you do kind of relate it try and relate it back to them or like Magrosa is a great one it's my favourite one because it's the only one that's happy and it's like <laughs> that's true actually yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah she loves like he's his eyes are too close together and his hair is like barbed wire and he's just not perfect and he's ugly but she loves him for who he is and they're like Oh miss that's so mean and I'm like yeah well, that's real life like you love someone for who they are like not just you know compares to like Shakespearean poems and how like everyone was beautiful mm-hmm. and you're like well this is what real life is like you know not everybody is beautiful but they're beautiful people so mm. you have to look at it that way as well yeah. Yeah. I feel like the range of topics in the Irish language syllabus for leaving say it's very good you know is, I, yeah. I feel like people usually think the Irish language is quite conservative but like the syllabus shows that it's not yeah. you know like even studying trail like the yeah. topics dealt with that story know, yeah. like for leaving say students it's mm. it's really important I like there's a lot in it like there's a broad range in it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually loved that play, like, studying yeah, it in school. So a lot, I, yeah. lot of people don't. I yeah. don't understand why, though, because mm. I just, I thought it was really good. It's obviously very sad, but um, it's a very important to learn, you know, in terms yeah. of history as well. Hi, this is Tara Flynn. I've got Taranoia. That's right. Paranoia with a T. I put the T in paranoia. Taran- taranoia. That's the name of my new podcast about my own insecurities and fears and the lessons I've learned by being a big old pick big Egypt but we're all Egypt and we're all only doing our best so if you'd like to share some Egyptry with me and hear some great guests every now and again why not join me on the Headstuff Podcast Network for Taranoia One of the things that wasn't available before as some people there is um, a curse I see it in when my university lecturer friends will say this that there's people who have written essays to come online or are selling kind of um, standard answers to things. And is this a big problem? People, I guess, are kind of the clip notes uh, approach to certain questions and the stock answers. Um, and is this something you warn people against? No, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think there are some great resources online for essays and stuff. And like okay. there's some teachers who provide like really, really good notes <clears throat> and stuff. So I wouldn't say it's an issue. Um I do think like just the way teenagers are, you can prepare them as much as you want. But like I gave my six years last year an essay on Blina Gaelga. I was like, it's Blina Gaelga, it's going to come up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to them after. I was like, oh, Blina Gaelga come up. Yeah, I didn't learn that, though. And I'm like, well, OK, <laughs> there's only so much I can do for you. Like, So I don't think like I don't think that's an issue. And I suppose going like when I did my leave insert, I went away and looked up things. And I think it does prepare them for university more and I think students can be quite spoon fed mm-hmm. and I think if they go away and look it up themselves great perfect they need to be doing things like that yeah speaking of Buila Galga actually like how's that been for your students like um, has it had much impact or I suppose it has a bit like our the uh, Ryan Galga in my school is actually quite good and we have like Kirkle Cora every week anyway and then we do a lot of things for Shock Galga and we have like a bala Gaelga and like all the Irish rooms are covered in posters and stuff. So I suppose it is just kind of building on what we normally mm. do. And then we have a few other teachers who would have like good Irish and like they all play trad. So we have like Kay- like not Kaylee sessions, like trad sessions, Joran Shocks and Gaelga and things like that. And then like because Kyol came out mm. and everybody oh, yeah, got yeah. Kyol. So we yeah. all played Kyol and like we had a show Talna for our first year. So they all learned a song and my TYs learned a song mm. and it was just things like that 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 we kind of would have been doing it anyway, not necessarily yeah. because it's Blina Gwilga, just 
we just tend to do anyway which I think is nice yeah that really brings me back actually I remember when we did the year beach and like we had to translate songs into Irish yeah. like Triller I remember we did that my class did that in first year and it was just amazing like we all dressed up and like yeah. we were, had our dance moves and like singing and everything it was so cool like so it's great like you get that that opportunity to do things through Irish mm. as well like didn't Ed Sheeran sing one of his songs in Irish yeah yes. he did yeah and did he use kind of an, an Ulster Irish dialect or is he just pronouncing it you know, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm daringly it's, it's, it's hard it was, it was a, it was a brave effort we're not mm. going to yeah. slag his pronunciation mm. that's actually in one of the first year Irish books is it? yeah really? yeah it's Queen of Oath Lord oh wow. yeah because the new junior cert is you have to study like a certain number of texts and songs are part of it as well so that's in one of the books that sounds really fun yeah <laughs> Wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like, um, obviously people going after people who are doing the leaving cert next year will have to write some essays, and who who knows what kind of topics come up. There's some sort of things that you think there's some themes that you might think you can attribute to any sort of question. But what advice do you give someone for pre- preparing for next June? Um, well, like uh, October, November, September is kind of when the exam papers are written. So stuff that's in the news now will come up. Uh, so I suppose the housing crisis is something that's really a male and fubble. So like that could be an essay, and then Canarina uh, Tira like politics, politics, and then I'd say Uktran here and probably come up as a reading comprehension more so than an essay. And then the girl whose points were added up wrong, I just feel like that's going to be there somewhere, and I don't know <laughs> where. And I don't know if it'll be like a reading comprehension or if maybe like on course the she'll come up in an essay or something. But I just. I just feel like that's going to be somewhere in some exam somewhere that's going to come up if it's English or whatever it's going to be there somewhere so yeah now's the time to look at the news for those kind of things to see what's happening and that's where like essay titles and stuff like like Blina Goelga was this year so it came up like in 2016 came up like they are they try to be like oh we're not very obvious but sometimes they are very obvious so <laughs> obvious in hindsight yeah mm. well yeah I suppose in hindsight, yeah. There was a there was a comprehension, I think, on, on Sinead Burke. I think it was I wasn't sure if it was doing the junior cert or leaving cert, and she was had been a guest on the show um, a while back. Oh yeah, because uh, oh, she yeah. had got a dinner bill and added to the to, to, added to the folklore. Yeah, I remember that episode actually. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was great to have her. If, if people were just looking for good examples of well written Irish, obviously I've mentioned Nose already. There are other ones that other uh, online resources that maybe students could dip into. Uh, yeah, Nose, Tourishk. Um, Tourishk have an app, actually, which is very handy. Um, then, like, the supplements that come in the paper actually can be quite good as well. And then just, like, watching TG Carr is good for just picking things up. Like, I always tell the kids about this. When I was doing my Leaving Cert, I used to watch Ross Rune while I was doing my homework. And my copies are full of just new words just written in the... The mm. margins, which makes me sound like such a nerd. <laughs> but, <laughs> like literally just new words all over the place. And it is like that is how you pick things yeah. up, whether you want to do that or not. That is how you pick them up, like just reading, watching, listening. So they do need to do it. Excellent. Yeah. Those things we're doing. And before we wrap up, do you have a favourite and a least favourite Irish word? Um, I've actually been thinking about this question since I started listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother is going to kill me, but my favourite Irish like phrase... <laughs> He's mm. like Bula Kraken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just love it. I don't know why. I just think it sounds so great for what it is. It is. <laughs> but it is just my favourite phrase. My mom's going to kill me when she hears this. Sorry, no. <laughs> yeah. It's a great phrase. It is. Do you yeah. have a least favourite one? Uh, I don't think I do have a least favourite one, actually. Hmm. Um, 
no, I enjoy, I enjoy them all. I just think it's a really nice language the way words mm. come from it. So I don't think I have a least favorite one. And do you think it's wise for students to just avoid using the Mokini like by just being incredibly def- definitive about all their answers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> answer what you're asked. The answer is not always Tor Neil. Answer what you're asked. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Noreen Berkeley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, so it's a slant for me. A slant for me. Slant for me. Catch you next time. Hey, Dark here. Some good news. Headstuff have three signed copies of Crack Baby, Dispatches from a Rising Language, to give away. This is my new book, and it's a sequel to my first one, Mother Folklore, Dispatches from a Not-So-Dead Language. And while the first one was really more about my relationship with my dad, this is more about my relationship with my daughter and Irish words based on that. All you gotta do is tweet with the hashtag CrackBaby, C-R-A-I-C-B-A-B-Y, and tell us your favourite Irish word that you learnt from the podcast. So you tweet the Irish word you liked that you learned from listening to this podcast. You mention which episode it was in. And we will include you in a draw. There are three signed hardback copies of the first edition. And you can have one of them. So the hashtag is C-R-A-I-C-B-A-B-Y. Crack Baby, Dispatches from a Rising Language. It's published by Head of Zeus. And it's available in bookshops right now in Ireland and the UK. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Speak into the microphone.